Wow. Hallelujah. Thank you for everybody coming tonight. It's uh, just amazing to see the faces that are here tonight, you know. Uh, I really believe that. Can you all hear me? Man, this ain't like Pastor Horvath. Man, you hang that thing down here and they can pick it up, man. I got I to, gotta, like, touch that, man. <laughs> That's better. Hey. Anyway, you know what? Um, I'm going to introduce my family quick. I'm Darren Sturtz. Uh, this is my wife, Corrine. This is my daughter, Riley, my son, Caden, my daughter, Madison, and my son, Cameron. Uh, my oldest daughter is at home. Uh, she's, uh, in fact, I just got news as we were traveling down here yesterday, I'm going to be a grandpa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, this gentleman here is Mitchell, and uh, he's actually dating my daughter here, and so he wanted to come along for the ride, and, and we just love him, and we just embrace him as a family and, uh, man, he, I, what I love about this man, and I know it's uh, kind of coming off the subject, but what I love about him is he's teachable. Amen. Man, I love it. Wow. Can y'all feel the Holy Spirit up in here? I mean, it's thick. This atmosphere in here is pregnant with the Holy Spirit. Wow. I just see it on top of all you guys, man. I'm telling you. And whoever came tonight, <laughs> I know. I know we're going to activate some things tonight, which is good. But you know what? You already started activating it. Because whoever was come tonight that wanted healed, because you came, the Lord's saying, be healed in Jesus' name. Just be healed. I believe some of it's already starting to activate now. I think some things that you guys felt like you couldn't do before you came, I bet if you try it now, I bet some of them things you can already do that you couldn't do before. I believe in my daddy. I know what my daddy can do. I watched it through my two boys. I'm going to let my wife go ahead and share a little bit. Actually, I'm going to let start with the kids. You guys good with that? Or you guys want to sit down? You want to share your part of it? I think it would be good. I, we don't have nothing scripted here, so <laughs> it's, it's flying by the seat of our pants up here. We, you'd think we'd be used to this by now. The backstory, and then they will enter into the conversation. Um, does anybody, have anybody heard our testimony? Has everybody or no? Who has heard the testimony? Okay, so many of you have not heard the testimony. So the testimony is, if you guys want to sit down, you guys can sit down if you'd like. There's, are, are they live? Yeah. Okay, our two boys, would you step forward, please? Our two boys, um, back in 2009, they were diagnosed with a rare liver disease. Um, Cameron was eight, and Caden was three. And um, it was tough. Actually, he was two and a half. It's a rare disease. Nobody's heard of this disease, so we fought for eight years trying to figure out what was wrong with Cameron. There was many things that, um, obstacles, when you know that um, there, somebody is diagnosed with something, you know something's wrong with either your spouse or your children or a friend. You know something's wrong and they can't get answers. You know how frustrating that can be. But we kept persevering. 
we kept, we, our faith has always been in God. We wanted to give up sometimes. But um, they were diagnosed. The disease is called glycogen storage disease type 9 alpha 2. There's five subsets to the disease. And there's like 10 different strains of the disease. So it's pretty in-depth. And when they were diagnosed, there was less than 100 in the world diagnosed with this disease and only one specialist that really specialized and he has a facility in Florida. We live in Iowa. When diseases are unknown, what happens is the insurance companies, they battle on every facet of covering any tests because they don't know what it is and they, a lot of times they would refuse to pay for any tests that need to be done. Um, but our God is faithful and We've always had enough supply to take care of it. And um, anyway, they were diagnosed with this disease. And for many years, from 2009 until 2013, uh, December of 2013, we went through a series of battles. And I'm not going to go into every battle that we went through, but I know the Lord is wanting to use some of the battles that we went through because you can relate And you can know that through perseverance, you can overcome anything with the power of the Father. So, first off, I'm going to read um, from John 14, uh, verse 12. Because this right here will tell you um, so much about the, the faith and the power and how the healing came about. I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. This is Jesus talking before he had um, went up to be the fa- with the Father. He says, He will do even greater things than thee, because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. If you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor. And in the Greek, as we have learned from our pastor, parakletos, counselor, means parakletos, which means one that comes alongside you, one that um, is a helper which is the Holy Spirit. He comes alongside us to help us and guide us and speak to us. He sent the Holy Spirit down, and that's where the power comes from, above. So going back to the boys and the disease that they had, um, they weren't sure of all the the ins and outs of it, but at the end of 2013, we had gone to our last visit to the hospital. You guys can sit down if you'd like. We have gone to Florida, and a brief history of our first visit to Florida in 2009, they decided that with this disease, maybe we can kind of stabilize the boys. Um, My son here, he would lose consciousness periodically throughout the days, every day, and some, well, not every day, but a lot of times throughout the weeks, and um, we would be in the hospital at least once a week with one of the boys for um, six years, six years six years from when Cameron was little. And so after that first visit, they wanted to stabilize the boys because they weren't 
um, functioning correctly. They weren't able to function. Cameron would go with um, almost like a paralysis, temporary paralysis to where he couldn't move and he couldn't walk for up to seven hours during the day and I'd have to carry him and they would send me home saying, I don't know what's wrong with him, you know, maybe he has the flu. And this would go on for years. And so we just kept on pressing in. I kept on going to every specialist, talking to my doctor, saying there's something wrong. I want to see somebody else. I want to see somebody else. I want to see somebody else. And um, so we went to Florida. We got sent to Florida, and they put him on cornstarch. Everybody knows what cornstarch is, correct? Okay, have everybody seen the big containers of cornstarch? Well, it started off with a few tablespoons a day because cornstarch acts as uh, glycogen in the blood, and it gives them energy to stabilize. Whereas the disease, and I'm not going to go on all the science of it because I love science and I can confuse everybody. So um, their bodies, they could not have sugar or fat because the sugars that would go in turns to glycogen, and then it would store in the liver and the other organs, and the body could not flush it out because they're missing um, a cro- on their chromosome, they're missing a certain enzyme, so they could not um, process any sugar. So it would attach onto their liver, and um, their, liver, the, their liver starts hardening and turns into cirrhosis of the liver and then cancer. So, and with this disease, it, there's no, um, no uh, cure, or, okay, no cure in the medical field, and there's no medication. But they can stabilize them with cornstarch because cornstarch is a different sort of kind of uh, glycogen that will stabilize them but not act as a sugar. So that's what they were on. And by the end of 2013, they were each, every day, had to eat a whole container of cornstarch. So after 2009 to 2013, every three hours, I would test their blood around the clock, and I would have to give them um, helpings of cornstarch and protein because that's all they could have. And um, he could not uh, hardly walk at the time of 2013. He could walk, but he was having a lot of muscle cramps and pains because with this disease, your body will go into starvation mode and start eating the proteins out of your muscles. So he was constantly searching for proteins, and he was constantly having cramps in his muscles. And so it was breaking down uh, way too much. So in 2013, the doctors put him on a feeding tube. He has a... A feeding, had, had a feeding tube in his belly, and that's how he would get administered the feedings in 2013. And so um, at that point, he said, I don't know about Caden, but um, the disease is terminal. So uh, they were Make-A-Wish kids. And Cameron, he was at a point to where his liver was almost in full-blown cirrhosis. It was seven times the size, and you can see it protruding out of his belly. And um, so I was a mother fighting, and Darren was fighting, and we were fighting, and we wanted an answer from the Lord. We're like, Lord, I know you have so much more than, than this. You know, we were going sleepless nights, you know, six, six years of getting up and, and not knowing, and then from not 2009 to 2013, just getting up every three hours around the clock and testing and, and logging all their blood work. And then every month we would have to go to their local doctor and get blood work. And then every two months we'd have to go to Iowa City, which is an hour and a half. Then every year we'd have to go to Florida and get more tests done to see the progression of the disease. We had to monitor it very closely. And so in 2013, it was a time where uh, our last visit to Florida 
hospital. And I said, you know what? We, we agreed as a family, we're going to just start praying. Because you know what? We can't, I, I just don't know if I can do this anymore. The doctors aren't saying anything good. They don't know how long the boys are going to last. And in my eyes, I want my kids to live. You know, I want more for my kids than I want for myself. And so we decided as a family just to start reading the word and praying in the morning. And the Lord really started speaking and just downloading and just showing us that that's all he wants. He just wants us. He just wants us. And as the year gone on and October came and the boys were still really sick and then December, November came and I had turned 40 that year. And the Lord had told me, he had given me a vision. And he had come to my door and he grabbed my hand. And we went on this path, this walk. And he was taking me through every season of my life. And he said, see, I was with you in that. I was with you in that. I was there for you in this. You weren't alone. When I thought I was alone, he was always there with me, just like he's been with every one of you. He's always there. He's always there. And as we get to the edge of the woods, he steps over this, because we were like on a path in this clearing. He steps into the clearing and he said, daughter, give me your hand. He said, it's time for you to step into the promised land and the promises I have for you. And it was so prophetic because I had just turned 40. I got bad news about the boys. And I knew there was something more. I'm like, Lord, this can't be it. There's got to be more. I know that you have something, and I want it. And I was so determined. And so then December came, and, and then January 2nd came, and we got a report that um, I had uh, skin cancer and uh, melanoma. And the doctors called me twice, and they said, you need to come in and get that removed. And we discussed it, and like he said, in ministry, you usually don't have insurance. So we didn't have insurance. And I'm like, Lord, I'm going to believe you, and I'm going to trust you, and you're my insurance plan. And so we believed for it. We did what the Lord had asked, and three weeks later, on a Tuesday, it was January 21st, 2014, and that morning, the cancer had fallen off. And that night was the first night I felt led. Girlfriends had asked me to go to this conference in Rochelle, Illinois. And I had went. And when I went, now we come from a background of being kind of reserved and in church. And um, not as free-flowing as we would have liked, but we weren't introduced to it, so we didn't know. And so we went, and I'm sitting there going, are you kidding? I mean, the Holy Spirit was moving. There was people just, it was amazing to see, but yet I was scared. I'm like, I've never seen this. Lord, if this is you, you're going to have to show me. You know, you're going to have to show me. So he brought me to my face, and, you know, all that, he was working things out of me so that he could get me where he wanted me. He wanted a heart of repentance because heart of repentance brings purity with the Father. He wants you pure when he comes to you. He wants you a heart of repentance and come with clean hands to ask. And so he said to me, 
I got something for you. I want you to bring your whole family. Okay, you got to understand, this conference was ending on Wednesday night. And on Tuesday, I went with my girlfriends. And on Wednesday, there, we couldn't, there was no way we had another commitment we had to take care of. And I said, Lord, if you want me to come, you're going to do a miracle. Within five minutes, now I've never been to this place ever. Within five minutes, the pastor, the head pastor of that place, stood up and said, the Lord just told me to extend these meetings to Thursday night. So we are going to be here Thursday night to see what the Lord's going to do and just let you know they're still going on. And so I said, thank you. I was just amazed that the Lord would answer my prayer within five minutes. We shouldn't be amazed. We should not be amazed. Over and over again, he wants to do this for us. But we have to position ourselves to receive from him. So we, uh, I went home and Lord touched Darren. He said, of course, we're going to go. The kids all came, and we went that night. And that'll be uh, a pivotal time in our life. We went expecting the Lord to do something, and he did. And we went. And as the end of the night, there was worship going on. And he said, if anybody feels the presence of God come up front, and I'm like, I felt heat. I felt like I was on fire for the Lord. I, I didn't feel, it wasn't a bad fire, but it was like heat. And so I went up front, and as the, there was only like six or seven of us up there. And the pastor came over, and he said, he was praying for the lady next to me, and all of a sudden I just felt this overwhelming presence of God upon me, and he says, I want everything. You have got to give me all control. See, he wants control of our lives, but it's us to, up to us to give it to him. See, he's a gentleman. He's not going to take from you. We have to say, Father, take it. I don't want it no more. I want you. You have all control over every part of my life. Speak to me, and I'll go do what you want me to do, and you take care of everything else. That's what he wants. And so I was up there, and the pastor was getting ready to come over in front of me, and before he even got, I went down in the spirit, and the Lord was just washing me. I just felt like he was just washing me and cleansing me. And as I was just laying there, he's just saying, I want everything. He kept on saying, give me everything, and I would give him something. And he says, no, give me everything, and I would keep on having to bring things. Yes, Lord, you got this. Yes, Lord, you got this. Yes, Lord, you got this. In Madison, I... I had opened my eyes, and I had seen her up front. She was seeking the Lord, which blesses a mom, by the way. When you see your children hard after God, it just blesses us. And Darren, he was behind me. And I opened my eyes, and I couldn't move. I've never had this feeling before that I couldn't move. I was glued to the floor. And I said, Lord, what, what is this? And he goes, I'm not done yet. So I closed my eyes, and I said, oh, what is it, Lord? And he goes, I'm going to heal your boys tonight, so go get them. Now, as a mom, you're thinking that's just me. So I'm like, I'm going to go out on faith here, and I'm going to use the faith that he just spoke to me, and I know his voice. I'm going to go get my boys and bring them up front. So I brought them up front. Madison's still praying with the pastors. And um, Caden was getting prayer. Cameron was getting prayer. And when we were done getting prayer, the pastor said, the Lord said he's going to heal your boys tonight. See, I didn't tell the pastor what I went up for. 
I was going on, my, on faith, but I did not want to bring doubt to the table. So I said, the Lord said to bring my boys up for prayer. And that's what the pastor said. And I, we didn't know anybody there. So then um, after that, Madison gets her anointing. <laughs> um, well, kind of what happened was, like my mom said, that uh, she told us that we were going to uh, outpouring service in Rochelle. Was an outpouring service, I believe. And so we went, and um, it was just a new experience um, being there. Um, like she said, we were just more reserved with everything. And then we started to like see everybody. Like for me, it was so new seeing every pe- seeing people fall over and everything. I didn't know what was happening. I thought these people were crazy jumping up and down. I was like, "What is going on? Don't come by me. Don't touch me. <laughs> Stay away." But um, I just, <laughs> it was crazy, but it was awesome. Um, I felt, uh, crazy good, I felt led by, uh, led by God, and I've never felt that ever. I've never felt like just the full, or not full, but just like even, even just his presence upon me, and I just felt like uh, I was led to come up, and I didn't even know what I was going up for, and so I just uh, went up, and um, Ed Corbin and Dr. Horvath just came up to me, and they just started, like, praying for me, and they're just like, do you want the gift of tongues? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know what that is, but sure, sounds good, okay. It's like, sure. And um, they just, like, put their hands on me, and they're just like, okay, start start uh, just saying different words and stuff. And so I did, and then it just, like, came upon me, and this just overwhelming joy and excitement just came upon me, and I couldn't, like, contain it, and I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop speaking. And um, then Dr. Horvath, he took my hand, dragged me across the stage and he's just like okay anybody who needs healing come to the front and it was just crazy I was like I don't know what's going on I have no idea I st- I'm still not aware of what's going on my eyes are open but I'm not there and um so everybody was lining up and stuff and of course um I didn't know where my parents were I didn't know where my brothers were or anything like that so they um I guess you guys came up you guys came up for prayer the first people who came up for prayer and Dr. Horvath didn't know at all that we were related or anything. And um, he places my hand, the first people, he places my hand right on my, on Caden's head, Cameron's, Cameron's head, and then Caden's head. And they were just like, he, they were just instantly healed. And it was just amazing just to see that happen. And then my mom starts weeping because Dr. Horvath, he doesn't know what's going on. He's just like, I have no idea what's going on. And he's just, he's just like, uh, so what's happening and everything, and, um, my mom tells him that my two brothers had a rare liver disease, and, um, and they were just, and they were my brothers, and I was related to them, and so he was just like, wow, and he, uh, he, he just, he just kept going and going, and it was just amazing just to see that, just the power of God, it wasn't, me or our family, but it was just seeing God work through us, so it was none of what we did at all, and I just give all the credit and all the glory to God, because he's not only gonna, like, yes, he's using our family, and he's using us to go different places, but he can do the same for everybody in this room, and so I just think that's just amazing. God's just amazing, and, uh, well, I think, uh, Karen wanted to kind of speak of what kind of went on, what was happening, he definitely does want to speak. 
Cameron, you're going to speak <laughs> of what's going on and everything, so. It's a long story. Well, when Madison was praying for me, I felt the, the, the disease leave, and I told Pastor that, and then he told everybody, and that's it. That, that's basically it. So. <laughs> Well, I have faith to believe that they were healed, but when we came home and the next day Cameron refused to do any treatment, that's when my fear came. Because we were out of the, the atmosphere of the anointing. And so we went to the hospital and we got blood work. And that's when it was confirmed. His liver was normal size. All the blood work was normal. And so they've been monitored from last January till March, and they were just released this March just to, and his feeding tube is out. So that, that's the miracle of the healing. But the Lord has more, because miracles give birth to miracles. You, what he has freely given to us, we are also supposed to freely give. So I'm going to pass the mic. Wow. You know, it's, it, it has transformed our whole family. And it's been probably, well, a year and a half, almost two years uh, of consistently just seeking the presence of God. And it's just been amazing each time we go, each time we do anything, each time we just seek his presence first first go into the kingdom first experience the father we try to do that every morning every day uh, are we perfect at it no no but we know once we've tasted and seen i can't do anything without it and it's not about us by any means i heard a little bit of information from pastor and and wow Thank you so much, Pastor, for uh, the hospitality and, and the opportunity to release what needs to be released. Because I believe now is the time and this is the place that the Lord wants to release what he wants to release in this house. And I don't believe it's just going to rest upon one person. I believe it's going to be a house thing. Um, however, there are going to be certain people that are going to activate and uh, be activated by some of these things in here tonight. I, I, I really is just... We've been praying about this, Lord. What, what are we to do? You know, I know, I know we we're going to come and we're going to pray over people, and we know, Lord Jesus, that you're going to do what you want to do. We believe that. We know that. Not just believe it, but we know it. And uh, anything that happens here tonight has is not us. It's just not us. It's the Holy Spirit. It's my Daddy working. It's my Daddy doing whatever He wants to do. And if we just have an open mind and receive what he wants to do in you. I'm telling you what, your life, you will leave here different than what you came. Okay? I know, I know my daddy. I have a relationship with my daddy. I talk to him all the time. You have, okay. What pastor was talking about today, about the evil report. We had an evil report. We were told our boys weren't going to live. We were told they, they didn't know how long they would live. 
There's no cure. There's no medication. They couldn't help us. Because do the research. Cornstarch is not good for you. And eating that much cornstarch is not good for you. It will ruin other organs. So that evil report, we pulled down heaven. You have to pull down heaven. And just like Pastor said, you know, you can't believe the reports of the earth. You can't read believe the worldly reports it's kingdom health he says kingdom come thy will be done kingdom on earth kingdom come so any evil reports you've received we're going to place them at the feet of Jesus and we're going to believe and have faith for you and what you do with that when you go home you have to continue in seeking him and believing and having faith for that and when those symptoms arise because our symptoms have arised they have arisen. You curse it. And you say, no. You said they were healed. They're healed. You have no place in this body. Go in Jesus' name. And I'm going to tell you, they go. The symptoms go. They've been healed. You have to believe and have that faith. And be around those that believe and have faith also, because sometimes you may need to have that faith. So be around people that are like-minded, believers that do not confuse what the Lord wants to do in you. Wow. Well, as, I was, as we've been praying uh, and just seeking the Father and, and what he wanted to release in this house tonight, loves you guys he loves his children and he wants the best for you he don't want just a little bit he wants to give everything in fact he's already given everything whether or not we receive it but as we were praying as I was just seeking the father later I heard information I haven't even told pastor this because I didn't want to think oh yeah you know I just want a shirt tail off that But part of this here tonight is there's people in this church that the Lord's given a gift into power in their hands, healing. But it's not just one. There's more than one. You just get to seek the Lord and, and press into the Father and move when He says move. Believe that He is there for you. Because I'll watch and I will hear the reports later that as you guys activate your faith and step out in faith and lay hands on somebody and believe that they're going to be healed, they'll be healed. This has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with the Father. And I really felt that. And then Pastor had told me about somebody in the church, in the congregation, that uh, a prophet that we know had said the same thing to. And that's amazing. That is amazing that I heard something before I heard something. Because it was just something that was just stirring in my spirit. The Father was just saying. Because he don't want... It's neat when all of us <laughs> are infectious. <laughs> I caught that earlier. We're infectious. We came here not just for the, to release some healing on people. It was to release a fire. A fire of the Holy Ghost in here. And the, after today, 
Church ain't going to be the same in this place. It will not be the same. Why? Because you guys are going to leave changed. And when you come back next Sunday and you worship the Lord in his fullness, just give him your all. <laughs> you're going to pull down heaven, but not only pull down heaven, with your prayer and your praise, you're going to shake heaven. Let's shake heaven. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Man, the Father's just waiting for that. Praise is our weapon and worship is our warfare. <laughs> we have that ability. And just think, the King is here. The King is in this place tonight. And He's going to touch every one of you. Even me. I'm going to leave here changed. <laughs> I'm going to leave here different than what I came tonight. Thank you, Father. A freshness, a new anointing placed on each one of you. You're going to move. You're going to move into a new level with the Father. A newness, a freshness. He's been pulling that on people. I know he has. I know he has. Everywhere we go, there's been a freshness. Residue. Residue of the Father, of his presence just being in this place. And it's going to be tangible. I don't know if you ever felt the Holy Spirit before. I really don't. But if you haven't, you're going to. Pay attention. If you have, you're going to see new waves. We've released that. We've seen it. We've felt it. We're going to call that room back there the war room. The war room. It's going to open up doors. Doors that, that no man can shut. No man can shut. You might want to extend and expand to this place and get more seating or have a couple services. You might have to have Saturday services as well. And that's all right because it all glorifies Him. You want to give that? She's going to line that up with Scripture. In the last days, this is Acts 2, 17, and it's also in Joel 2, 28. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth below. We have seen signs. We have seen signs. Blood and fire and billows of smoke, which is signs of his glory. We have seen that as well. And when you press in, it says that miracles, signs, and wonders shall follow you. It's going to be natural. The supernatural in your life is going to be natural in your life. It has everything to do with the Father. And uh, anyway, whoa, hallelujah. I know, it's so neat how the Lord works, though. And whether you believe me or not, it's all right, because it's all about him anyway. But even this morning, as we're looking at this list this morning, uh, Karina and I, um, and it was separate because we didn't find this out until we were sitting to lunch together, you know, that I'm thinking one thing, but she's thinking the same thing. And I tell you what, you know what? When we got married, we became one. <laughs> 
we're in one accord. So I was thinking one thing. I was thinking the same thing she was thinking. We just didn't know it until lunchtime. So it was over these, the people here, the prayer requests. And it was confirmation because pastor had told us about somebody that had just called tonight. Couldn't make it here. They live in Georgia, but they couldn't be here tonight. And we felt like we needed to lay our hands because we have the ultimate wireless connection. <laughs> and there is no uh, booting out or anything like that. He, he makes it through. <laughs> so we really felt like we just want to lay our hands on, this, on these people. We're just going to put our hands. We're going to step out in faith. It's not us, but we want to work on this. And we're going to activate our faith just through this piece of paper. <laughs> Are you in agreement with me on this? Yeah, yeah. And because we're going to hear the reports coming back. And, and one of them, and, and I, I think I can say this, but you know what? One of them was a stage four cancer. And it's gone. It's going to be gone. I said it's gone because I want to speak it as if it was. I'm already claiming it. I'm already claiming it. So real quick, it's real simple. I love the Father. Lord Jesus, we just come right now before you. Father, we just thank you for the healing that's already came. Father, whether they know it or not right now, Lord Jesus, but you're going to show yourself through the reports. Father, because it might not be believable, but they can't deny it, Father. So, Father, right now we just release, Father, your healing power into each and every one person in this list right here, Father. Though they cannot be here, Father, but they're in spirit. Father, and you are spirit. And you will mobilize, Father, and you will touch every part of their body, Father, every part of their being, Father. You will touch their soul, Father. You will know, you will touch them, Father, to where they will know who you are, Lord Jesus. They will have a deeper relationship with you, Father. This will be a, a turning point in their own lives, Father, that they will become to new levels with you, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, let your love pour out on them, Father. Let your love pour out on them, Father a freshness of your spirit, Father, into them and all over them, Father. That, Lord Jesus, that everywhere they walk, Father, they take back the land that was stolen. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for that. We thank you for the healing that you've given, Father. And we ask this in your holy name. Amen. Oh, shout out. Hallelujah. Whoa. Well, uh, really, I got this or you got this. love it we're all one um but we have a few songs and they've just been pressing in on us for a few weeks now and we we believe the father's working through these songs as well and he's just going to move in the atmosphere okay i know i know it's way out there but he's way out there because he's supernatural <laughs> but we're going to play a few songs and we just i just want you to just whether you sit there, whether you close your eyes, whether you get up, you move around, let the Holy Spirit just move on you and through you. Because these songs are just very potent. They're prophetic. And I believe they're going to activate some things in you. I believe that. And then after, what, how many songs? Two songs. After two songs, we're going to be up here. It'll be us. We would love to pray for you, over you.